0: And welcome to the Original Content Podcast. I'm Anthony Ha.
1: I'm Jordan Crook. And I'm Daryl Etherington.
0: And as we mentioned in our previous episode just a couple days ago, we're going to be doing the podcast probably about twice a week depending on schedules, but it feels like everybody's got a little bit more time now. We might as well make use of it, maybe help you fill your time a little bit. This week we're going to aim to do a shorter episode, although we say that a lot, and <laughs> it doesn't always turn out but we're, uh, <laughs> we're aiming to just do a review of the apple tv plus show amazing stories um and so this is the latest version of so the, the amazing stories as like a quote-unquote brand it comes from a science fiction magazine from like the 1920s but the reason i think maybe people of our age have heard of it was because it was a anthology tv series in the 80s which i sort of vaguely remember like when we when the opening credits started to play and they played the same theme music by john williams i definitely recognized it i think there's a lot of people who maybe remember one or two episodes but it's not really a show that i i think many people it's not like a beloved 80s tv show i think i don't know did you you guys watch it at all
2: in the the original no not at all but i don't even remember it i just i I I don't know I don't have any memory of it so it wasn't that long lasted right it like, like it didn't two run two
0: seasons and I mean I think the most famous episode was this World War II episode where I think it was directed by Spielberg himself where this um, plane this like uh, bomber plane like the the landing gear is damaged and so there's this cartoonist who has to like draw the parts of the plane to try to save the plane. It's, it's really hard to explain. I think I also just spoiled it, but it's a 35-year-old TV show, so I feel okay about that. Yeah, Does that ring yeah. any bells? No. No, not no, not at all. But it's, I'm 32 um... <laughs>
1: years old. I don't know what you guys are talking about at all. Like, I... <laughs> this,
0: is, this is a very old show. Anyway, so it sounds like we went into it with very little baggage, as far as at least the old Amazing Stories go. I think this was basically the first thing that was announced for Apple TV Plus. I think they really wanted to get a Spielberg production. It sounded like he wanted to revive the show. So it got a lot of attention when it was announced. I mean, at least within the sort of tech Hollywood world. And then the show came out a couple weeks ago and it really seems like no one has talked about it that much. I mean, obviously part of it is just as far as headlines go, there are bigger, crazier things to talk about. But even within the world of tv it feels like it hasn't really made much of a splash
2: no yeah i haven't seen i I, and you're right it's there's it's competing with a lot but like i haven't seen any mention of it from and uh, on the on the flip side this is the time when people are looking for like kind of new streaming content to occupy them while they're indoors right
1: but like what what is hot right now like if you had to pick like what's the most top of mind Hmm. I don't think we're like talking about t v that's what's weird about it, you know what I mean yeah. like we're not even talking so we don't really know what it's it like all we have is the Netflix trending and the you know like the Hulu trending kind of search results or whatever but like other than that
2: yeah i i've seen it's some hard pretty to tell what is
1: or isn't popular right now, you know
2: yeah, yeah, I've seen some pretty good like um buzz for devs, but I guess that's that's probably just our specific yeah. world would, that we I live in. I would say in
0: the broader culture, probably the thing that's made the biggest impact that I've seen, which is always a little bit subjective and limited, but I think you could really make a case for Love is Blind probably being yes. the most yeah. popular Netflix thing right now, or popular streaming or TV thing right now. Yeah,
2: and I've seen a second wave like of people checking it out as kind of like escapist stuff right now while they're, and I've, I've even seen some people like live tweeting along with watching it after the first wave of people, like once it was originally available and they (laughs) seem pretty entertained. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh man. Well, that's good. That is like generally uplifting, even if you're (laughs) laughing at someone, like I feel like that's allowed.
0: (laughs) Right. And, uh, and it's just, it's a way to long for a time when dating was a thing. Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, it is weird how quickly, because we watch uh, uh, Love Island and we're watching back seasons of it. And like you watch it and you're like, this is so weird. This is such a strange alien experience. But it wasn't two weeks ago. It is now, (laughs) right?
1: It is. There's a bunch of things that are super weird. Like we were talking about this last week, how I get more tense sometimes with like people like breathing close to each other. (laughs) than I do of like whatever's (laughs) happening in the plot at all
0: right (laughs) yeah (laughs) I think it's not for me so much tension as just I feel like these are aliens like the fact that they're not in the same way that you know sometimes you watch actually this this ties into some of the amazing story stuff um, when you maybe watch like a piece of historical fiction and people have very uh, different ideas about gender and race than you do in the same way and, and you're just like oh that was a different time and now you watch something and people are just in all in the same room together drinking or getting into each other's personal space and you just think wow that was a different time. Mm-hmm. I wonder um, how
1: like prime time like TV shows are going to you know, like spring TV coming back. Like I don't know, really. Well, I guess it's almost over, actually. And summer might be able to get away with it. So, you know, what do you, do you know like what I'm just... talking about? Like, so, like uh, a show like um, Modern Family or like Big Bang hmm. Theory. You know, where they like kind of. They're in the modern real world and they like have Christmas around the same time we do. Wow, I hadn't and they thought have of that. like yeah. graduation around the same yeah. time we do. Like do you know what I mean? All of these kind of life events are timed specifically. Those like, you know, family primetime cable TV shows. And, you know, they often will not reference certain things, right? Like nine eleven never came up in shows like Friends or whatever. Um but then I don't know, with something that seems so elongated and it would be weird to see people operating in the real world in 2020, like getting ready for, let's say, school ga- graduation. Like, are the kids going to school in those shows? Like, are they? I don't know. It's just I- I'm curious about that a little bit. Are they going to try to make it relatable to us right now? Or are they going to try to make it like escapist and we're supposed to like suspend reality while we're watching those shows? I
0: don't know. I bet we're going to see a mix, um, partly because I imagine that it's just there aren't that many shows where you'd want to see a bunch of people in isolation for more than five minutes. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of shows either ignore it or they almost ignore it by beginning an episode where people come out of isolation like, wow, that was a rough few weeks or a few months, and then they immediately move on to the next thing. If that makes sense. I think it's,
2: I don't know. Like you're right about those kinds of, sh- I've, I was thinking not in that specific case, but I was thinking about like, obviously it's going to have some kind of tremendous impact on fiction and art and everything. Right. So what will that look like? And I was just kind of generally like, I have no idea, but it, it's bound to, right? Every, every significant event does, and this is a world spanning significant event, which is pretty rare. So it's going to change, that like any creative expression so presumably it'll change i think maybe sitcoms are like the ones that stand the least chance of facing significant change just because they have a normalizing escapism component yeah yeah Yeah.
0: but i mean it's something that i've been thinking about just because i also write um short fiction and i'm like imagining that like every editor that i'm going to be submitting to is going to be inundated with plague stories for the next few months and like i don't need to do that but then anything else that i write i feel like i'm writing nostalgic historical fiction because again it's characters hanging out in rooms together and socializing together and not just sitting in their apartments right Right. but
2: you i mean there's also for that type of um genre there's like any alternate uh disaster stuff i feel like there's gonna be a big appetite for right because it'll be like imagine if the world didn't collapse in the way that it actually did collapse in but did collapse in a different (laughs) way (laughs) no
1: absolutely i think that's already becoming like i mean it's always been a thing for me i love a good end of the world story for sure but i think the appetite for it is so much stronger you should just Write what inspires you, Anthony. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's more room for it. You know what I mean? It's not like they're like, hmm, what one plague story do I want to choose? It's like, no, dude, they're going to like spread out their bets. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, totally. I think there's room for both. I think it's just something that, especially when you're still in the middle of it, because so many other like big national events, I feel like tended to be. One big tragedy, or one big election, or, or and then whatever. You could look back at it for how yeah. Long. And now we're like yeah. still in in the middle of it, which I think is is part of what's so strange about this moment.
2: Yeah. Well, you could do one where Hillary was elected, and then also the coronavirus pandemic never happened. <laughs> That'd be interesting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's let let's, let's talk about amazing stories. Again. <laughs> amazing stories so, so there's two episodes that have aired so far um and i mean i, I we've, we've all watched both of them
2: yes yes, yes. So, um, yeah so i mean before we dive into <laughs> each one, and i think we
0: can probably i don't know if we'll need to get into spoilers we can kind of play it by ear for now we'll, we won't do spoilers um but what are, what are our impressions of the show as a whole i mean it's hard sort of hard to generalize from just two episodes but even, I will note that Apple only gave out one episode to reviewers. So, you know, I think people are just having to make judgments based on relatively limited information.
1: Mm, yeah, It seems, like, darker than I expected it to be. And, like, sadder. I don't know. It kind of bummed me out. I watched both of them last night, and I just felt bummed out.
2: That's a good point. I'll say I would. I wasn't sure where it was going to fit on the spectrum because, like, I think I had heard it compared to both kind of, like, like I knew about the, I, although I didn't remember the original series, I knew about the nature of the series and that it was kind of, like, aimed, I think, at kids more than, like, a Twilight Zone thing. But then I had also heard it compared to Twilight Zone and heard, like, Black Mirror comparisons, right? So... I wasn't sure where on the spectrum it was going to fall there. And then I think it falls kind of weirdly in between with a few wild swings in either direction, which is kind of to Jordan's point where like there are elements of it that are a lot more depressing than I guess I thought that it was going to be. Um, But there are also elements of it that I feel like are childlike actually Tara put it well. She was like, I don't really understand who this is for. And that's kind of how I feel about it too.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Like, I don't know who it's for at all because, like, I don't want to sit down as a family. I mean, I don't have any family here, but, like, you know, if I was some other person with a family, I wouldn't want to sit down with them and, you know, watch something like this. It just seems like a little too dark and a little too grown up, but then a little too, like, soft and happy on the other end. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's right in the middle and it needs to go one a little further in one direction, you know, it's yeah. uncomfortable in the middle.
2: I would agree. But I would also, th- I also th- would say that surprisingly they were pretty consistent across both episodes with striking that same uneasy balance.
1: Yes, they were. And, and like, I didn't like that either. Cause I thought, right. Oh, maybe we're going to, we were going to like pick one in this episode, but we didn't, it was exactly the same.
0: It felt, yeah, exactly. that both of them kind of had an ending that they could have had that sort of would be the obvious happy ending and then i think they tried to complicate it in some ways so that it didn't it, it wasn't totally predictable, totally cliche, but then it still wasn't great. <laughs> it was it like it it felt like you could sort of feel them you you could see them straining to to surprise you a little bit, but it wasn't like a really great episode of say like Black Mirror which again I, I think like like any anthology show Black Mirror has its ups and its downs but like when it really hits and like does something incredibly bleak and just kind of makes you feel terrible you're right mm-hmm. that this isn't willing to go all the way but it is also isn't so far willing to go all the way in a romp yet either they're you know they, they do sit in this in between space which I don't think is inherently a bad thing but I think it also compounds the fact that I don't think either of these stories completely work as a piece of writing. Like they're just not, um, there's like a little bit too much cliche, a little bit too much of, of what you are expecting. And, and so like they, they, you know, both of them, I think I, when we were chatting beforehand, I might've liked the show a little bit more than you guys did. And I felt that I didn't hate either episode, but I didn't, particularly like either of them either i just uh was thought they were fine it just felt like a perfectly forgettable hour of television slightly less so the heat which i think doesn't quite work but has more memorable elements to it
1: Mm -hmm. that was the second one right yeah second second one one. Mm -hmm.
0: sorry i feel like i interrupted you daryl
2: no, no, I, I felt pretty similar, but I actually actively dis- dis- disliked both of them. Like I would have rather not have watched them and then, <laughs> but I felt slightly better about the second one than I did the first one, but the first one I just thought was I like actually, just plain bad.
1: Oh, I kind of liked the first one a little bit better, I think, but... I, I, it's like not really much of a difference. You could split the difference. Cause it was, it was truly the same exact thing in both of them, which is like, it puts you on this track. Right. And you're like, okay, here's exactly how I know that this is going to go. And then like 20 minutes in, it's like, no, no, we're not going there anymore. Like, Ooh, new big problem. And then you see the finish line and you feel close to it. And like, that would have been enough. Just give us the ending, you know, like it all worked out. Everything's great. Uh and instead they try to pull it back again and like that i just tuned out essentially like right when that happened with like five minutes left or three minutes left i'm like nope i'm not i don't i'm gonna go on my crossword bye i don't even know how the second one ended i got so frustrated
2: (laughs) (laughs) so i think you missed a pretty big chunk of that but without giving away spoilers yeah
0: yeah we should actually I, i think i have complaints about both endings so we should do spoilers at some point um, maybe before we do that, we can talk a little bit about each of the individual episodes. The first one is The Cellar, which is about... And, and so we're not going to spoil the endings yet, but we are going to spoil at least the basic concepts, which I think one of the nice things about the show is I didn't read any of the descriptions beforehand, so I would just start playing the episode, and then you would just figure out what it was about as it went along. So, you know, if you want to go in completely blank, this review is not for you, but... The Cellar is about this guy who lives, you know, roughly in the present day, is helping his brother out with a home construction project, and then when there's this big storm, runs into the basement, all this pressure builds up, and then he se- it sends him into the past, where he, he meets a woman who's trapped, like, basically 100 years in the past. He goes from 2019 to 1919.
1: Not just a woman, Anthony. Love from you, season two.
0: He meets and then <laughs> falls in love with a woman who is trapped in an unhappy marriage, and further complications ensue. Yes.
1: Love from you, love season ensues. two. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh,
0: I see. I thought you meant love. <laughs> see, to me, because I haven't seen you, season two, uh, but I have. She's also in uh, the haunting of Hill House.
2: Oh, okay. I didn't know her from either of those places, I don't remember
0: her from that.
1: Daryl, have you not seen You season two? Are you just not into that?
2: I'm just not into that stuff. But when we were watching it, Tara was like, oh, look, that's love from season two of You. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is, though. It's love from season two of You. And she's great. I like her i'm but, sure I she mean,
2: is but this she didn't have much to work with here no she
1: didn't and and, <laughs> and like the pacing of their love story and like
0: oh it might like
2: well wait are we in spoilers yeah or not? We're, not, we're not we're
0: not in spoilers <laughs> we're just talking about the we're just trying to talk a little bit more specifically about each episode and what i guess what we didn't like about them
2: yeah because there's stuff but you know it had well pacing
1: then as well i mean if we're talking about what we didn't like about the episodes i didn't think the pacing was right in this the
2: pacing was wrong the plot was messy i would say even yes like they they do a lot of hand waving and this is can be done this is fine in sci-fi scenarios like as long as you do it correctly but the way that they got around the like what's going on with the time travel thing was just weird. Like, they explained it just enough to make it stupid and not enough to make it...
1: (laughs) Just enough to give it rules that they would eventually break, right? Like, I mean... Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: well, they they created some mechanism by which this happens semi-scientifically or whatever. I don't know what. But then they just used it whenever they needed to do it for the purposes of the plot. Which right, is like,
0: exactly. Yeah. Like if it's supposed to be, yeah, yeah, totally. Because like, I think like with there's sort of both science fiction and fantasy stories where somebody gets thrown into the past or the present, I mean the past or the future, and you just sort of accept it, you sort of have a hand-wave the explanation, it's fine, and we move on. But then because so much of the plot revolves around multiple trips through time, it just really keeps reminding you how stupid this idea is and they keep saying oh no like it's you know gotta run and check the barometer again it's another derecho and they just keep saying the word derecho and, and mm-hmm. it just seems sillier and sillier
2: that was fun though because they said derecho and i didn't know what they were talking about and then i did some fun googling and i was kind of like well this is, is real. neat. i didn't really know about this yeah it's a it's a weather phenomenon of like a massive like single line storm system uh and they like roll over the midwest i guess pretty frequently like it's a it's cool they're cool storms and they do only happen very rarely i think or whatever which was part of the the plot of this
0: i did think the actors were both reasonably good especially the the two main characters and so i was even though i thought it was pretty silly i was still invested in the love story and wanted them to be happy together
2: yeah, I, I, the main characters, I think, were fine and inoffensive and, and, and even did a pretty good job some of the time. The, the main guy was in stuff, too. I don't know if we already mentioned that, but he, he was familiar. He's in the Maze Runner. Oh, okay. That's why. Yeah, yeah
1: he looked familiar, but I don't know. Yeah. What from, But I guess it's Maze Runner. Was he the main guy?
0: Yeah, he, he, I, I've yeah. never seen the Maze Runner, but, but I guess that's the main thing he's done. Let's talk about The Heat, which is the, the second episode. And that is about these two high school girls who are in track, and they and they are very close, and one of them is killed in a car accident very early in the episode, and the rest of the episode is really about sort of following her around as a ghost and trying to figure out why she has been left behind, or, or not, but why she hasn't sort of moved on to whatever the next stage of life or the afterlife is
2: yeah why is she still kicking around on earth with very selective physics laws of physics applying like she can go through doors but she stands on the same plane as everyone else (laughs) i mean that's true i (laughs) think ghost
0: stuff in general (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's like you don't have ghosts sort of like falling through the floors or anything
2: I know, but when you think about it, why? I guess it's, just
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Uh,
2: it would suck if they, like... if I don't know what would apply. I guess no gravity would apply. So you would just m- remain in the same place and then clipping would occur, right? As the Earth kind of moves through space and around you, if... I'm trying to figure out what logic would work. Well, this is besides the point. Let's get back to the episode.
0: <laughs> the point is ghosts don't make any sense. Um, yeah, right, but yeah. I think within that context, they do an oak. Well, they they sort of come up with some rules that are also kind of silly. But I was more willing to accept them, I think, than than in the previous episode. And I mean, this one, like like you were saying, Jordan, has like a pretty weird structure where... It, keeps, it seems to be going in one direction, and it changes, and it does that several times. I would actually say that the, the thing about both episodes is that I like the characters and the actors a lot more than I like the story, and that was particularly true in The Heat, where I really believed in the friendship between the two girls, and also just this very believable—they're they're both African-American, and they have you know, this kind of anger at the world— that just feels very real and, and very raw and comes out in, in kind of surprising ways. And, and so all that stuff I thought was good, all the ghost stuff and some of the other plot stuff and, and where it ends at the end of the episode, I think is not so great.
2: Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I do think the actors are better in this episode for sure. Um, and I, and, I I think the some of the story is interesting like the the setting and the context of the story are interesting and then the story itself is like yeah really especially over time really falls apart and becomes like what is happening um yeah
1: yeah I don't know I felt like it had pulled the rug out from under me so many times <laughs> That I eventually just got frustrated and probably could have paid closer attention. But I didn't.
2: It was a bit like, um, I I, I think it did a good job at least of seeming pretty conventional at one point in terms of like a afterlife story, I guess. And then switching that up at least. But I still feel like it was a clumsy kind of like. Uh, unfolding of that especially in the back half of the of the show
0: well and it feels like that it, it's not so much that it started out conventional and became unconventional as there are different kinds of afterlife stories and and all of them kind of familiar and it just switches in between them and so it like it never became something that i'd like had never seen before it was more like a bunch of stories that i'd heard before that were sort of glued together in this awkward way
2: mm-hmm. yes yeah that's true yeah you're right it was like not really original it was just like a pastiche of unoriginal ideas i guess
0: well it seems like we're kind of struggling to talk about them without <laughs> Complaining about the ending, so let's let's move into spoilers. Uh, yeah. So if you have not seen either of the first two episodes of Amazing Stories, you should stop listening now. And maybe we'll um, maybe let's finish with the heat first, and then we can we can talk about the seller if we want. But um, so, Jordan, did you actually do you actually remember how the heat ends?
1: So okay, I'll just so where you try stopped to, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try to walk you through what I do know, and you can kind of help me <laughs> with what I don't. So they're great racers she dies getting hit by the car. She can, the other one can only hear her when she is Tu Tuca, right? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Can only hear her when she's running. And so she hears from the basketball skateboarder, which like, I don't know why they chose the character. I mean, maybe he is a basketball skateboarder, but those just seem like so random things to put together. But, Anyway, basketball skateboarder says, Oh, you have to like do something, like finish your unfinished business. And so she thinks part of her unfinished business is making sure that the her friend gets to fifty five, I guess girlfriend, right? There were like some romantic tones to that as well, right? Like, I think at the they're end, friends. They, who, they're, they, don't, yeah, they don't
0: realize that they're attracted to each other until the end. So mm. for most of it they're they're just friends. Okay,
1: they're friends. And so they're like the to get her under 55 seconds in the 400 and she is training and she finally does it. And then she has to run in the big race and these bad guys break her knee because she like messed with the car that hit Tuca and she runs anyway and she is almost going to win the race and then she doesn't. And that's when I was like, fuck this show. I'm not (laughs) watching this show anymore. (laughs) So what happened after that? (laughs) <laughs> um, so I mean I did knee- I did leave it running to be fair, but like right, I was just, just on my phone and out. like so I heard them talking at the end about kissing, and it looked like it might have gotten happier, but I couldn't. It had hurt
0: me too much already. So right there was like this whole. I mean, it was surprising, I guess, in a way because you get this whole talk at the at the track meet where you know the co- or the. The medic or whatever says, you know, you can run, but if this goes badly, you could fuck up your knee forever. Yeah. And I feel like, in a big sports movie, you're used to that being in the moment when the person says, I'm going to do it anyway. And, it tr- and then they win anyway, and it's great. And in this case, on the one hand, I was thinking it can't be that easy. That seems way too straightforward. But also, man, that would be so fucked up if her knee actually gave out and... She was just hobbling around for the rest of her life, which is what happens. And so she, she like goes ahead and then right before the finish line, something goes wrong with her leg. She falls to the ground, crawls over the finish line, and it's sort of implied that, that her knee really is met, gonna be is permanently messed up. And then she has this conversation with Tuka where she talks about how angry she is. And Tuka is also very, very angry. Not, they're not angry at each other, but just sort of angry at the world, angry that they're stuck in this situation. And, and at that point, they also confess that they're both in love with each other. Tuka appears briefly, because before- Why can like, they talk uh, to
1: each other if she can't run
0: anymore? Um, uh, for some reason, they can sort of hear and then see each other on the roof, because I think they're being honest about their feelings.
2: Oh, yeah. She, like, materializes. She does, Because they, yes. they can even physically touch. So. And it's- very briefly- just before her whatever exit journey on to the next realm.
1: So the whole point was that they told each other that they liked each other? Ex- no,
0: because then there's one more twist, which is that she, her, that she doesn't get sent to heaven or the afterlife. She gets sent back, back in time to when she got hit by the car and she doesn't actually die and she wakes up and, and in fact can she's can live a better fine. life. <laughs> yeah. And as the other girl even, like, fine injured. too.
2: Yeah, because because you've reset time. It's not like she she hasn't hell? trained or done why, any running. Then? Why
1: did we even do it?
2: Now they're together because then she makes her kiss her on the ground after they do the what? after she wakes up.
1: <laughs> she makes her kiss her on the ground. Yeah, she wakes
0: up. Kiss right now. You gotta I kiss her right now. Oh. Don't ask me
2: why or whatever. And then they do.
1: From being hit, so she still gets hit by the car, but she just wakes up fine. They, yeah. uh,
2: presumably she's been hit by the car and the car is driven off and she's okay she seems okay wow because then she even gets up like in case you were like at all concerned they're like oh maybe she has lasting injuries or something she like her friend helps her up and she's just kind <laughs> of no. like cool all right let's go get some ice cream Wait, i think they literally go basketball? get ice cream
1: what about basketball skateboarder he still can't figure out what his thing is right
2: yeah he doesn't no one figures out what his thing is oh yeah she drops some shoes off at some weird memorial that's been made for him and they're like, and she's like what is who cares about this guy is what her friend says and she says something like, he's good he helps people and then that's the end <laughs>
0: what
1: the hell <laughs> So stupid. why do we even do that like you can't oh my god that makes me even more mad like i was mad because they were taking it too dark but then they like wimped out of it at the end Mm -hmm. and just made everything okay
0: like i have this very distinct memory of during the uh the funeral scene thinking please 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 don't let this be a thing where she's not actually dead and this is all like playing in her head and she wakes up on the ground and i think it's implied that she does die it's not just like a weird thing that exists in her head but that she does die and goes down this timeline and then goes back but even so it really felt like a huge cop out yeah Yes. But I was happy they were happy. I mean, you know, it was, uh, yeah, it, that was it allowed them to go nice. really dark and then pull back in this yeah. not very satisfying way.
2: But they did go very dark because, yeah, if they, if you went even with the ending, like, let's say they got their kiss and then she disappears into heaven or whatever she goes to, that's still really dark because she still blew out her knee and then has to deal with, like, doesn't get the scholarship, doesn't get anything. And it's just, you know, a, a failed former track athlete with limited economic and prospects or whatever so like it could have been super super dark but then they just erased literally everything they massively flip-flopped in the other direction so it is it's super weird and it and that's why i thought you had seen the whole thing when you were talking about that uh, jordan about how like it's, it seems to vacillate between these two extremes or whatever and, like, not really fit in either because this one was, like, the most egregious example of that, I think.
0: Although, actually, that is a good transition to the ending of The Cellar, which I also thought was went in this not quite as dark as the heap, but a sort of more tragic direction and then pulls back from it in this really dumb way where... So... Um, The character in the who's from our present and the woman from the past, uh, they fall in love, and he wants to take her into the future with him, where she'll you know can realize her potential as a singer, and they can be together. And but then at the very last minute, when when the storm hits, the these henchmen for her future husband, evil husband, come and they 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 split them apart, and so then he like jumps back to the present. And, and then tries to get to the past, but it ends up in the future. And then eventually gets into the past after some complicated stuff. But then after all of that, he gets trapped under a falling piece of wood. And so only the woman from the past is able to return to our present. And he's still trapped in the past. And so they're still separated. And he has to live out his whole life from 1919 onward which seems like a really sad ending but good for her Uh and then he leaves her this letter that is really baffling and he because earlier in the show his brother tells calls him a typical millennial just you know looking for a better option
2: because he's on tinder or whatever he's on tinder fictional tinder equivalent
0: In his letter, he just says, oh, yeah, the one thing I really needed was fewer options. I I finally found a life that's satisfying. Being trapped in 1919 without you is what I needed all along. And so (laughs) you just see him, like, you know, working on this farm, doing carpentry. And I I guess to some extent, we're supposed to think that's a happy ending for him.
2: Yeah, yeah. The message that they clearly try to say is, like, each of these people was out of time, but... For their, they they should be swapped. Like their more actual, more satisfying existence is in each other's time zones. Uh, The one needs a simpler time or whatever, like technologically simpler time, and the other needs um, a time of greater social freedom. I I guess the guy does better in a time of less social freedom. (laughs) (laughs) He's fine with it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. So it was a really, it was really weird ending and a weird attempt to kind of do the same thing where it's like this is the happiest possible ending but at the same time you're like i don't know is it this guy's dead and this one has a kid with somebody else who's not that guy and i don't think he ever find that i don't think they imply that he ever get, has a family or anything which fine i guess that's for people to choose but like it's He's just it's happy building
0: weird. doors all day
2: yeah yeah he builds a lot of doors and then his brother nobody probably noticed this but he has a brother in it Who, I don't know if the the kid is implied to be the brother's kid. I don't think so. I don't think they're implied to get together, but who knows. But like, the brother has a very, very strongly Canadian accent, which I couldn't help (laughs) but notice the whole time. And, And the main guy does not. So it was very funny being like, how are you?
0: Do you think that's his natural accent? Or was he trying to do sort of a Midwest accent that the Canadian accent still came through?
2: oh maybe that's possible but i don't know i felt like it was just his natural one and they just like hired a guy who was like all right you're from central casting canada here let's just just, you get to be the older brother
0: jordan how did you feel about the ending
1: i thought it was pretty sad i mean again i wanted them to be together even though i thought their the pacing of them falling in love was really stupid i (laughs) i eventually wanted to root for them and Again, this show just, like, doesn't want to let you feel anything, really. It's like, do you want to feel that? Think about it? Get close to that? No, you're not going to have it.
2: But didn't you, aren't you happy that they both ended up in there? No. The timelines that that belonged
1: too. And I was bothered by the fact that, like, I, can someone explain to me exactly how, like, he left a note that, like, he was supposed to go here, and then she found something, like, how did he write her a note after they were apart? And, like, I'm so confused by how he, like, left the clues and stuff. I, I don't well, get Well, so that. the
0: other clues he sort of... I mean, this gets into sort of time paradoxes and stuff that isn't maybe not worth arguing about. But specifically, the letter that he leaves her at the end is because he's trapped in 1919, but he survives, right? And so I don't know if he, like, eventually owns the house or just gets access to the basement, but he writes these letters. He knows that there's this spot that's really important to her where she always hid her stuff. So he hides the letters in there and he knows that in 2019, she will think to look in this hiding space and find the letters. Right. The other stuff of like the clues of finding like the um, the photo and the matchbook in the future, which it turns out he left for himself in the past, gets into sort of like the bootstrap paradox stuff of like, how how can cause and effect work when you have people jumping back and forth in time? Um, I I try not to worry about it.
2: Uh, wait, you're talking about the mechanics of his time travel,
0: right? Well, in the sense of like it's it's that he right that part of why he goes back in the first place is he finds this photo and this matchbook, or maybe that's what pull him back to that time, or that that he finds the and then it turns out the reason he's able to find this matchbook and this photo is because he himself. Oh right leaves the photo for himself but the only reason he thought to do that was because he found them in the first place so sort of oh yeah the there's the loop. what's the effect there
2: yeah 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 well the i think there if if this was a better told more sophisticated version of this story there's something about the flatness of time like you could get into like well time only appears to be linear because of the way that we perceive it or whatever or however many dimensions we have access to so like because then then the ending kind of makes more sense too it's like well if these two things are parallel or whatever or happen in a flat time concept like then it doesn't matter that they missed each other because it's all one really um and then that could make more sense too right but i don't know Ca- causality is always a fun one with with time stuff uh i think that bothered me less than just the whole thing of like the, where they actually do attempt to introduce like a more direct causality where it's like if you go down there when the pressure is real low which he finds out from some old guy and then <laughs> it, you'll, you'll move in time and he's like it's probably that like but what okay and then he and then like he does it and basically he does it whenever he's like oh yeah I forgot this thing in the past okay I gotta go back there I'll just go to the basement it's somewhat stormy <laughs> right. right now
0: well, no. And then on top of that, when he, when it doesn't go correctly and he goes into the future and he's like, comes back and he's furious. He's like, what happened? And he's like, oh no, we built a wine cellar in here. So it changed the pressure in the basement. And oh, so yeah, it sent yeah. me into the future instead.
2: So then he rips out the wine cellar. <laughs> And then immediately oh upon ripping at the wine cellar, he goes down and goes like, oh, I hope a storm happens. Oh, that one's happening. And then it transport it's like an on-demand time travel service based on the weather, which is yeah. supposed to only coincide with these once-in-a-century storms.
1: Yeah, they said once-in-a-century, and there, there were like seven of them in that episode. Well, but it's
0: like the storm is there, I think, as sort of sitting on it. persists on, over a few days. Right, yeah. and it just kind of comes and goes but I think that's supposed to suggest, that's why like it wasn't like he could wait 10 years and then jump into the future from there. Yeah, because
2: the was, next time one came around, he would be dead or whatever, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. But it yeah. was, yeah, it just was so silly. And was, I think in general, it felt like there's a much more straightforward story of somebody goes into the past, falls in love with a woman, and brings her back that they wanted to try to twist and subvert, but all the most of the twists they came up with just made it sillier.
2: What was the plot of the lake house, that other time travel thing where they leave messages <laughs> for each other? Is it this? I don't know. No, because he
0: doesn't I don't think he goes back, right? They're they're sending mail back and forth. I haven't seen it. Jordan, have you seen the Lake House?
1: Yeah, once. Long time ago. <laughs> it was stupid.
0: <laughs> Good, okay. <laughs> just like this.
2: Uh but that kind of stuff made this feel like there was a lot about This one and the other one that felt pretty juvenile, like a little bit goosebumpsy, like, oh yeah, it's a fun goosebumps story. But then the rest of it didn't feel like that. That's where I think like if I got to just summarize this, I would be like, it's like um it's like black sheep like was combined or whatever i guess you know black sheep's built probably the best uh what, what was the other anthology show that was Wait, on you think of black black mirror i mean black mirror yeah but <laughs> sorry not black sheep god uh what was the other anthology show that was more recent oh do androids dream of electric sheep that's what uh, i'm combining philokate's
0: right. uh electric dreams
2: yes yeah yeah Yeah. so the electric dreams one i feel like is closer to this than black mirror but also this was this felt like it was mixed with a heavy dose of something like Goosebumps that was aimed specifically at children so it the combination of them made like for a totally lifeless um like it has no charm or character or it feels very rote and weird and then it feels immature in terms of any of the sci-fi aspects of it and just kind of like flat in terms of the the plot aspects of it. I, I really, that, I guess that's more of a final judgment, but I, ugh, I the more I think about it, the more I was bad. I really wish I had had my time back rather than having watched this. I think there are things <laughs> that I like to hate watch. And this was not even one of those. It was just so tepid and bland that it was like completely forgettable.
0: This is one of those episodes where I feel like the more I talk about it, the less I like it. So I think I'm on <laughs> your guys' side. I'm like, this is, I don't know why this exists. I mean, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're not totally boring, but other than that, I can't think of anything to really recommend them.
2: Yeah. I think, I think we've naturally moved into final judgment. If you want to offer yours, Jordan.
1: I don't think you should watch it. I'm probably not going to watch the next episodes based on how the last two went. So if you guys do, let me know if things get better, but. Oh yeah. I forgot there are more to episodes. It's going to be pretty emphatic because the trust has already been broken. You have to earn yeah. that back, you know.
0: And you've got to imagine they had all five done or close to done. And so the reason they made the seller the first one is because they thought it was a particularly strong episode to start on, which you just imagine if the other episodes are weaker than that, it's such a bad sign. Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I, so, you know, it's too bad because I think the Spielberg name lent a lot of weight to this one, but... I I mean based on on watching it and also just based on hope I don't think he had anything to do with this other than putting his name on it and putting some money behind it or something
0: all right. Well, let's wrap up there. Uh, before we go, I will just remind people that they can always email original content at techcrunch.com and let us know what you think of amazing stories. Let us know what you think of this episode. If you have something interesting to say, we will read it at the beginning of the show. We always appreciate it if you subscribe and leave us a positive review in Apple Podcasts or any other podcast app. And listeners and Jordan and Daryl, have a great weekend.
2: Yeah, you Thanks. too. you too.